Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. This is a topic I'm going to enjoy. The reason... I'm going to enjoy this topic is because I've been one of the people out there and amongst many others, but one of the people out there uh, that have been that have been calling this era the cupcake era. Right. It's a very, very soft era. And you can see it by the way that the game is played. The game is so skewed towards offense that people like me have grown to find the game to be a bit redundant and in some cases boring. Right. Because NBA games now have turned into a basically a layup and three-point shootout. It's either you're going for layups or you're going for threes. And the people that backed up this notion are people that always support analytics. Well, you want to maximize twos. You want to maximize threes. But yeah, but what about the balance in the game? I don't need to see a game of where two teams score 500 points in, in, uh, in unison. And they say, well, they maximize their opportunities for three. No, that's not basket for threes and twos. That's not basketball. It's not entertaining when you see no resistance. And a lot of NBA fans have been complaining about this. Former players have been complaining about this. This is getting ridiculous. You see people in the media complaining about it. What is going on here? But nevertheless, the NBA tried to sit up there, twerk it up all over the place, talk about, oh, it's a great product. People love it. I'm like, really? People love it? Really? Based on what? How are we gauging the interest in this thing? We just had the All-Star game, which is the second worst all-star game in the history of the sport in terms of viewership they were talking about oh it was up 14 percent from the lowest ever so it's the two lowest viewed all-star games so if people are enjoying it why aren't they tuning in this is the question you have to ask yourself if you make wonderful wonderful beef patties at your restaurant restaurant why aren't people showing up to buy it oh it's a fantastic product because i have five people coming every day and tell me how great it is but before, I used to have 20 people that come in. But now, I mean, I still have five. And they tell me, like, the NBA product has gotten so bad to watch. And I'm saying this as number one, a consumer. And I'm saying this as a fan. And the offense, even Adam Silver, Commissioner Adam Silver, at the All-Star game, even he was embarrassed. You had Larry Bird and all of these guys going in and talk to them. And it was still a bloody S show at the end of it. So what happened? And I want to give credit where credit is due. I actually caught a whiff of this story while following two raw for sports yesterday if you don't know what that is check them out 
Uh, he makes great content. And he started talking about it. And I immediately went on the internet to look for this article because I'm like, this is very, very interesting information here. But before we even get into this article, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into this article here. It says NBA competition committee will begin reviewing offensive uh, offensive advantage to achieve a better balance. NBA investigating offensive imbalance amid historic scoring explosions. In an announcement earlier today, NBA Vice President Joe Dumars re revealed the league's ongoing effort to monitor the offensive imbalance of the league. Speaking with ESPN, he explained that the league's competition committee has officially begun assessing whether or not the game in its current form has tilted too far on the side of offense. It is a topic that we're monitoring. We're diving into it right now to make sure that we are on the right side of this. This season has seen record scoring pace across the association and even teams uh, considered average today are on the higher end for teams across uh, in NBA history. Over the past 18 months alone, we've seen a number of 60 to 70 point explosions from players including Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carl Anthony Towns, and Stephen Curry. Uh, and then some people reacted to it on, <coughs> excuse me, on Twitter. One person said, about time it's hurting uh, the game. Another, Kenny Beecham, he said, goodbye, a defensive three. And other people uh, basically started chiming in uh, to what that article had to say. Let me give you guys my thoughts and opinions on this news. First of all, this is the NBA admitting they have a problem. No one watching basketball today will convince me that this is an entertaining. You just will not convince me. No one likes to see something when there's no resistance. When there's no resistance. And here's what's going to happen. If they start putting in rules like hand checking and all of that, what, here's what you're going to witness. What we're going to find out is just how skilled this era is. Because we've been making this a skill. Oh, the guys who are so skilled, they're so skilled, they're so skilled. Oh, really? Are they really so skilled? Or is it that the game is tilted towards offense so much that now we can't tell the real from the fake? If they bring offense back into this NBA, you're going to really figure out who are the 30-point-per-game scorers in the year. Ain't going to be that many. It's probably going to be about three guys, probably. All of these 70-point games. So hold on. Let me, let me figure this out. You're watching guys score 70 points. The last person to go above 70 was Kobe. You think these dudes can score the ball better than Kobe? You really believe that? Why weren't they doing it 10 years ago? Where were all these 70-point games 10 years ago? Kobe was scoring 
81 in a game in the slowest era in terms of pace in the history of ball, basketball. Teams were scoring like 101 points per game. And that dude put up 80 in a game. We're not talking about this current NBA where teams are averaging 35 three-point attempts. 35. If you go back to 1998 Chicago Bulls, that's, that team was averaging 14 as a team. So why was that the highest viewed error in terms of, in terms of uh, 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 viewerships and ratings in the history of the NBA? Why is that? If defense is so bad, why were more people tuning in back then than they are today? Why? If the game is so much better, why are they witnessing record lows year after year in a lot of these uh, uh, NBA Finals games, playoffs games, uh, playoff games, and all-star games? What happened? Clearly, the customers don't enjoy it. Clearly, they're not watching. Clearly. Like, we need to stop lying to ourselves. They're not watching. They're not watching. What I would be concerned with is the boss of TNT saying, listen, um, we could do without the NBA. That's what the CEO of TNT said. Now, why would they be saying that? Because of low management? Because of the way the game is being played right now is boring? They're looking at the, the numbers. People aren't really tuning in. So the NBA has to do something. And then we're going to find out who the great scorers are. Talk about the most skilled, uh, uh, skilled era ever. We're going to find out who the skilled defenders are. Who are the great defenders in the, in the NBA today? How do we know who they are when you don't play defense in this NBA? Then we're going to find out who truly is skilled on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to figure out who's who and what's what. Because clearly the way that it's going right now, it is a total abomination in my personal view. I can't stand it. I'm not excited to see it. It is it is ridiculous. A team will get a 15-point lead. In two minutes, that lead is gone. Like, what are we doing? The game needs balance. Everything needs some balance. And the NBA clearly doesn't have it right now. They clearly don't. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in investigating into ways to balance the game. It is a problem. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. What in the hell is going on with Scottie Pippen? Do y'all know we just recently produced the show? It did fairly well on the channel. There was centered on the news that there was going to be this new tour called the No Bull Tour. This tour was going to be comprised of players like Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, and others going on this tour to talk about what really happened in the last dance and to really give you guys the full picture of the dynastic Chicago Bulls in their heyday. A lot of us were like, what the hell is going on? Because you know that there's no reason they would be doing any of this. Like, you know Michael Jordan is going to be mentioned. And you know that there's going to be a lot of disparaging negative comments about Jordan. Almost everyone, when they heard that news, they 100% uh, disagree with Scotty and what these guys were doing. Fantastic. The thing has been ongoing. Then what happens? This morning, I'm doing some research here. And I come across an article from fadeawayworld.net with the following headline. Scottie Pippen says, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And I damn near just closed my computer screen. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what are we even doing these days? Ain't this the same Scottie Pippen going on a world tour? 
talking about the no bull tour. And now they're talking about he Michael Jordan's the greatest. But before listen, before I even get into this madness, because no one can predict anything. And speaking of predictions, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. Let me get into this article. It says, in an appearance on the Today Show Australia, NBA legend Scottie Pippen gave an interesting response when asked if Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever. Without hesitation, he named Michael Jordan as the GOAT, contradicting his earlier statements and affirming that his former teammate is better than LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, or any other superstar. Oh, for sure, said Pippen. You look at the MVPs he was able to achieve, but I think it was all about from us being successful as a team, obviously, someone's going to bring those accolades, but he was the greatest bas uh, player uh, in basketball. As a matter of fact, I'm in total amazement. I'm in total amazement because I didn't even know there was an audio of Scottie Pippen saying this. What we want to do is we actually want to play the audio of Scottie Pippen speaking English, uh, and they want to come back and continue. Take a quick listen to what Scottie had to say here. But Scotty, you made history, right? I mean, the two Olympic gold dream team, the six NBA championships, like there must have been a time for you when you kind of sat back and went, wow, have I actually achieved all of this? Yeah, I mean, I think it was more so after I retired that I had a, a real good moment to kind of collect my whole career, not just from a professional standpoint, but, you know, when I started as a kid, uh, basketball has been a, a journey for me, mm. and to be able to uh, go through it and kind of live your, your dream out, uh, it was pretty special. Yeah, it's hard to believe it wasn't so easy for you in those early days. No, nah, it, it wasn't, but I think that's anything in life, that if it's come easy for you, then it's not worth mm. trying. And. Uh, as you know, basketball didn't come that easy for me. I worked very hard to uh, get a scholarship, and after that I had to continue to work to improve, impress a lot of GMs about my style of play mm. uh, and how I could be an impact uh, in the world's greatest game, and I was yeah. able to do that. Do you know, um, I lived and breathed the Chicago oh, Bulls um, in real time, <laughs> right? And then um, the last dance brought it all back. Um, what was it like for you to watch that incredible documentary series? I thought it was special. I thought it was a special moment for us to really relive uh, some of the greatest time 
uh, in basketball history and more so uh, have an opportunity to see what team basketball was like. And I think during the pandemic, everyone sitting home, <laughs> uh, it was more like an educational tool to let people see uh, how great the game can be if it's played the right way and if they're sharing of the basketball. Uh, there's uh, unlimited things that you can achieve uh, in a game of basketball. And we were able to win six titles um, mm. over a decade, and uh, that's a pretty high accomplishment. Mm -hmm. People hate comparisons, and, and especially over different eras. Um, but from where you were standing and playing, was Michael the best or the greatest ever? Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at the MVPs that he uh, was able to achieve, but I think it was all brought from us being successful as a team. Obviously, someone is going to bring those accolades home, but uh, yeah, he was the greatest player, definitely in basketball. I started getting so upset when they started kind of leaving you out during that doco series because mm. you always came across to me as a, just a hard-working dude, um, immensely talented, but, but just so affable. Uh, and when the management started messing around, it was like awful. Yeah, it, it was to some degree, but I think at that point they were sort of ready to move on from that group nucleus of players. And I think as professionals, we've we've seen that happen year in and year out, where you know owners uh, decide to go in a different direction. And as a player, uh, you, you're prepared for it. Mm. Guys get traded every day, so. Uh, it was kind of tough for us to have to leave that championship uh, nucleus, but uh, we, we had to pick up and move on. So you heard him for himself. Uh, folks, what's going on in the world today? What's going on? We got an election coming up in the United States. We got things, crazy things happening all over the world. And we got Scottie Pippen talking about Michael Jordan. Once again, Scottie Pippen is now saying that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. We recently played an audio, Scotty. Less than a week ago, talking about Michael Jordan and was a horrible basketball player. Horrible basketball player. And now he to go. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is, for Scottie Pippen to now be saying that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, and prior he was saying LeBron is the GOAT, what new information came out to make you think, oh, you know what, Jordan is actually the GOAT. What did Jordan do? Did he win another championship? What are we doing here? What is going on here? Why, where are we heading with all of this? I am truly perplexed at what's going on here. Now we want y'all gonna try to kiss and make up. Well, there's a problem because according to all reports, Charles Oakley, uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and other voices, this relationship, this bridge has been burned down to the ground for all of the crazy stuff that Scottie Pippen was saying, and then being a part of the No Bull tour, and then just to turn around and say this is the greatest. Do y'all think Scottie Pippen is trolling Michael Jordan? Seriously. Do you think Scottie Pippen is using Michael Jordan? For, I, don't, I don't even understand what's going on. Maybe some people say, well, you know, according to the news that we heard about his former ex-wife and Jordan's son separating, maybe that could play the role. Who knows what's happening anymore with this story? Who knows? The sad part is we didn't need Scottie to tell us that Michael Jordan was the GOAT because almost everybody believes that. Uh, the good majority of people believe this. Of course, you have some others out there that will say it's Will Chamberlain. You have some others out there that maybe maybe say it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You have others out there that will probably say, uh, who else is Bill Russell? And then you have a few sprinkled in around the place that will say it's LeBron James. A few people, sprinkled, few people over here, over there. A few, I'm talking about just journalists, some journalists, some writers and all that. 
no one in reality, few people. <laughs> but the majority of us believe that Jordan is the GOAT. So him saying all of this, I'm like, yeah, we already knew this. And if you knew, if you know this now, why didn't you know it before? I, I don't even know. What's Scotty Pippen getting ready to sell socks? Last time he was trying to sell a liquor. Then he was trying to sell a book. What's next? Socks? Huh? What, what, what are we selling next? Hair gel? Combs? Like, what are we doing? Ties? I don't even know what to say, man. Um, Scotty continues to amaze me. He really does. He really, really continues to amaze me. Um, I don't think these comments are going to sway MJ in any particular way. I don't think Michael Jordan is going to hear these comments if he ever, <coughs> excuse me, if he ever gets a whiff of them and turn around and say, oh, well, hey, it looks like I got my old buddy back. I don't think any of those things are going to happen. <coughs> I think Scotty has said way too many egregious things in the past for any of this to matter at this point. And it's a damn shame. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Yesterday, LeBron James turned himself into the biggest laughing stock in the NBA for 24 hours. Why did LeBron James do that? How did LeBron James do that? Well, yesterday... LeBron took it upon himself for whatever reason to go on Twitter and react to his son, Bronny James, being removed from the 2024 NBA mock draft and put in the 2025 mock draft. And then he went out there and basically cried and whined. Why can't we just let the kid be a kid? Let them play all of this stuff. Doesn't matter. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, as the same LeBron has been hyping up his son every single day, telling him, which is fine, by the way, telling telling them that, oh, my son could be in the NBA right now. He could definitely play for the Lakers. All of these things, right? He's the one putting him out there. It's LeBron. No, no one else but him. But then the minute you get some negative feedback, all of a sudden we need to stop talking. And a lot of people, everybody called him off. Everybody. Because you're the first. Here, here, listen, if you have a child and you decide to put that child, whether it be a baby, whatever it is, and you start putting that child posting on all over all over social media, guess what happens? People are going to have opinions. Some of them are going to be like, man, that's a really beautiful kid you have. Another one will be like, man, that kid looks really annoying. You can't sit down and say, oh, no, thank you for the compliment. Thank you for saying my, my child is so beautiful. Then the next person say, man, that, that child got a big head. We need to leave kids alone. Why'd you put the child there? Why were you? So you only want positive, you only want positive information being said about your kids. You're an idiot. Then get off the internet. And a lot of people are looking at LeBron like, bro, what is wrong with you? What is really wrong with you? Like, what are you doing here? You look like a serious hypocrite. One person came to the channel <clears throat> and was like, why are you reporting bad news? I'm like, this ain't bad news. This is just news. However you decide to feel about it is your damn business. This is news. Everybody's talking about it. Once again, LeBron is embarrassing LeBron James fans. It, it must be tough. It must be tough. I'm, I don't know. It must be really tough. I'm a Kobe guy. Kobe was very, very intelligent, well-read, very smart. When he spoke, he when, when he, before he talked, he before he would say anything, he would think. Very articulate, deep thinker, sharp guy. So nobody had to be worried about him, Kobe Ryan saying something that's ignorant or ridiculous in public. LeBron, man, LeBron fans, it must be tough for y'all because every week or so, every two weeks, LeBron saying something that got all of us out here scratching our heads. Like when he said, oh, I don't want to go to, I don't, I don't need a parade. I don't want to, like, 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 what are you, what are you even talking? We had LeBron fans on the, on the channel be like, yo, bro, stop the cap. And these are LeBron James fans. So what happened? 
as you guys know, a lot of people in the media sit up there twerking up all over the place for clutch sports and LeBron and all of these guys. And one of the people that used to do that was Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd was one of these guys that would constantly go out there and say, oh, I think LeBron is better than Jordan. And all of us would be sitting there looking at him like, bro, what is what are you on right now? So what happened? Yesterday, something interesting happened. The Herd, they did a segment on LeBron's comments. And to my surprise, and the surprise of many, Colin Cowherd ended up calling out LeBron James for his BS. And I was like, well, damn, you grew a pair of cojones. So for those of you who didn't hear what he had to say, want to play for you now, and we'll come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Colin Cowherd had to say about LeBron yesterday. Take a listen to that there. When my son was five years old, he's going to be president of the United States. By the time he was 12, I was, I was hoping he'd be president of a frat house. And then by like 17, you're like, I hope he's a happy kid. Uh, and that's not to say my kid's not a home run and a great kid, but like we're not we're not reasonable as parents. Like everybody thinks their kid's going to be this, that, this. You know, kids are kids. Very few people accelerate to the top of anything. And um, LeBron James has been upset because people have been pushing back in mock drafts that his son Bronny uh, is is he doesn't make he doesn't make these mock drafts. He's not getting drafted. And LeBron James goes to social media, Twitter X, and says, can y'all please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? Put the work in. Uh, because this all started, ESPN had removed Bronny James from its 2024 mock draft. It, it now projects him to go in 2025. So let's be honest about this. LeBron James started it. LeBron's the guy in January that said, Bronny could start for the Lakers right now. Okay, you started the expectations. Right now, USC is a bad team. They're 11th in the Pac-12. Bronny doesn't start for USC. USC and UCLA, I think they played this weekend. Two teams can't score. Okay, Bronny's not an NBA player. He may become one, but LeBron's got to be honest. He's the one that put it out there. He could start for the Lakers right now. I want to play with my son. He said it three years ago. So dad ramped up the expectations. My takeaway on Bronny, I've watched him play twice. I don't think he's explosive at the NBA level. I don't think he jumps off the television when you watch USC. Sometimes you, you can't even tell he's on the floor. And he had a cardiac arrest before the season, which I think is the most important thing by a mile. I just don't think at this point he's an NBA player. I think he's athletic. Um, I'm sure he's got some intangible, smart kid like his dad. But I, I don't see it. I, I don't see an NBA guy right now. But let's be fair about this. You know, when you put your kid out there, I've had people send me tapes of their son at 11 years old, high school football. Hey, can you give them some publicity? Yeah, I can. They're not as good as you think. Are you comfortable with that? Are you, Dad, comfortable with that? So you put your kids out there. That's I've worked with people who want their kids to be broadcasters. They're like 12, and they send me tapes. Hey, could you help him? Yeah, I tell him to work harder. He's not very good at 12. Are you comfortable with that? So you put your kid out there. You got to be ready for like mock drafts. I'm not. I'm not joking. I've had people send me tapes on their high school athlete kids. Can you give them some pub? No, I can't because it wouldn't be nice in their 12. So I, I'm trying to be fair with LeBron, but you put a kid out there, and I mean USC's bad, and I I don't believe he starts for them. So of course he's not in a mock draft. All right. I think that's fair. But I also understand that dads are dads and none of us are reasonable with our kids. 
over the course of time were like, hey, they're happy kids, they're great kids, they're curious kids. So you heard what Colin Cowherd had to say there. Listen, I'm shocked. I'm shocked because Colin is a LeBron James apologist. Uh, but for him to go out there and basically say what every normal person was thinking, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by it, but it wasn't just him. Almost everyone uh, in media yesterday disagreed with LeBron. We're talking about Stephen A. Smith. We're talking about Colin Cowherd. We're talking about Shannon Sharp. We're talking about Emmanuel Acho. Everyone, everyone, at least the people that I saw, uh, disagreed with him. Why LeBron does this, I don't know. I don't want to believe that LeBron is that lacks that much self-awareness. I don't want to believe that LeBron forgets that, like thinks that we forgot the fact that he's been the one promoting Bronny James all over the place. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that LeBron thinks we forgot all the comments that he's been making about his son. I don't want to believe that. You were the one that said he's better than he could play in the NBA right now. You're the one that said he could be on the Lakers right now. You said that. No one said anything. The minute they put out that thing, all of a sudden you can't handle the fire and all of a sudden, like, what, what, what do you want? Are these people not allowed to have an opinion? So if the draft was this year and let's say he doesn't go top 10, let's say he goes 20. They got to draft him in the first round. And if they don't draft him in the first round, you're going to put out another tweet. I understand he's a father and he loves his kids. We all love our kids. All of us do. And I don't think LeBron loves his kids any more than the next person. I don't think LeBron wants his kids to succeed more than the next person. The thing is, if you're going to put your child in front street, be prepared to get a range of opinions on them. And for you to be shocked that it happens, especially when you're the one that's always pushing them out there, you look like a serious hypocrite. That's why everybody came. Again, why LeBron does this, I don't know. I don't know what comes over LeBron James to cause him to do. I don't know what it is. I just don't understand. And you could tell it was a knee-jerk reaction because the minute he put it up, he deleted it. A billionaire. Do you know that they're billionaires that before they even say something online, they're like, okay, hold up, hold up. Before you press send, let's think about this first. And you sit back. You're LeBron freaking James, man. You brought all of that negative attention to yourself that was totally, it, 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 could, it could have been avoided. But LeBron fans, that's your man. That's y'all man. That's y'all man. Y'all have fun with that. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.